Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Seems to me that Representative Ocasio-Cortez has kind of let the cat out of the bag. Maybe she didn't mean to. Maybe that wasn't her intention. But I think it's really clear that that's what's happened. That what she's done, what Representative Ocasio-Cortez has done is kind of shared that, you know what? What really matters is me. What really matters is my feelings. What really matters is what I consider important at any one time. As a matter of fact, if people don't agree with me, well, then we shouldn't have courts. Now, you say to me, well, Tony, she said a lot of things, but she may not have said that. Oh, 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 oh hello. Hi. How are you? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on? Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. Just that easy to do. TonyKatz.Locals.com. Uh, yes, indeedy. Yes, indeed. That's what Representative Ocasio-Cortez has done. Representative Ocasio-Cortez has stated as clear as day that if you don't agree with me, you don't count. Now, we've seen this play out in a lot of different ways in a lot of different places. Uh, Most famously, as we've discussed, it's very clear that for the political left, if you're black and conservative, you're not really black. And if you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay. And if you're Jewish and conservative, you're not really Jewish. And if you're a woman and conservative, well, we can't even tell you what a woman is. So how could you possibly be a conservative? They make these decisions uh, that we somehow or they somehow are these arbiters of what is good and decent and rational, and they know best. And that if you don't agree with them, well, it's clear that you should not be listened to. It's clear that you should not be trusted. It's clear that we can pay no attention to you at all. There was a decision made on abortion. Actually, there were two decisions made on abortion. One comes from a judge in Texas who is known as a Christian conservative, and people actually seek out trying to get cases in front of him in order to get a friendly ear. And you say to me, that's terrible. Well, I I would argue what would be terrible is certainly if he's not paying attention to the rule of law and he's paying attention to the rule of man. I'm not a rule of man kind of person. I'm a rule of law guy. We follow the law, and sometimes you don't like what the law has to say, and sometimes you work to change the law. But the last thing I want is to be under the gun of somebody's whim. Whims are absolutely terrible, horrific things. Whims don't give you a leg to stand on. Whims can be fickle. The law is here. It is understood. The Constitution being the basis for it all. Well, what this judge said is about an abortion drug called mifeprestone, M-I-F-E-P-R-I-S-T-O-N-E, mifeprestone, that this was improperly, by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, this was improperly not only introduced, uh, but this was um, improperly tested. 
And maybe the FDA shouldn't have the right to put this out into the world. It's a very, very interesting ruling. And it's an interesting ruling because this thing came out 20 some odd years ago. 2000 it got approved. It's 2023 for those of us playing the home game. What a weird thing. But interesting. You're saying, uh, based on those who came before you and, and brought their case to you, that the, that the FDA cut corners? Is that, is that your argument? That they didn't go through the standard rigors of, of, of testing before they decided this was okay? This was allowable? That's, that is surprising, if not shocking. What an odd thing to hear. That after 20-some-odd years, we would say of a drug that has been used in medication abortions across the country, yeah, that wasn't properly approved. We shouldn't allow that. Even I, a pro-life guy, would say, that's interesting. I think somebody fighting that would have a case. I think they'd have a legitimate case. It's going to go to the Supreme Court, right? Well, absolutely it is, because first, this judge gave the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals seven days, or gave the the FDA, I should say, seven days to appeal it to the Fifth Circuit Court, which, of course, the Justice Department already said is going uh, to happen. And then there was another judge out there. I, I forget where, the, where they were. Um, uh, Eastern District of Washington issued a decision in a separate case to keep the status quo. So this judge in Texas says, no, 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 no. This judge in Washington State says, leave it alone, which means only one thing. It's going to the Supreme Court. We can leave it there. No, what we have to discuss is the response from Representative Ocasio-Cortez. And I'll start with her appearance on CNN. Has been thought, I believe, given to this. Senator Ron Wyden has already issued statements, uh, for example, advising what we should do in a situation like this, which I concur, which is that I believe that the Biden administration should ignore uh, this ruling. I think that we, you know, the courts have the legitimacy and they rely on the legitimacy of their rulings. And what they are currently doing is engaged in an unprecedented and dramatic erosion of the legitimacy of the courts the legitimacy of the court is based on what whether you representative ocasio cortez decide that the court is legitimate and for those of you who think that that i'm i'm joking that somehow i heard her wrong she again with dana bash on cnn man even Dana Bash was like, "You're you're seriously you're you're serious about this? That not only should Joe Biden, who's already said he's going to fight this, should not only should Joe Biden not pay attention to the court, he should dismiss the court. As a matter of fact, the Supreme Court doesn't even have decision making power over the FDA. Should that apply if the Supreme Court upheld upholds the Texas judge's decision?" You know, I think one of the things that it, I think one of the things that we need to ex- examine is the the grounds of that ruling. But I do not believe that the courts have the authority to to have the authority over the FDA that they just asserted. And I do believe that it creates a crisis. Should the Supreme Court do that, it would essentially institute a national abortion ban. 
because you have an extraordinary amount of states who have implemented surgical uh, surgical bans or bans after very early time periods. And then if you pair that with a mifepristone ban, mm -hmm. then we will essentially have a ban on abortion. Uh, with, I mean, there are certain workarounds, I will admit, there would be certain workarounds, but we would have taken a very significant step towards a national abortion ban. When one Now, let's say there was a national abortion ban. That would be something, right? Uh, there was, until the overturning of Roe v. Wade, a national allowing of, of abortion. So there could be a national abortion ban. I don't think it's actually going to come uh, to that. I do believe it should be left to the states. But what can I say? I'm old school in that regard. The FDA shouldn't be under the purview of SCOTUS. The Supreme Court should have no say whatsoever. None. They should have no say. That's insane. That's surreal. That's embarrassing to hear. That is, that is a person who doesn't believe in the rule of law. That's a person who believes in the rule of Ocasio-Cortez. She believes only in herself. As a matter of fact, she goes in a, in a, in a tear on, on this subject. Uh, saying again um, that Clarence Thomas being on the court, you know, he he went on this trip with this guy, Harlan Crow, and so therefore he can't be trusted. This shows how illegitimate the court is. Did the Justice Department investigate? I mean, I believe what we what we're seeing right now is is a breaking of the law, and we have to examine what institutions. I know that there are calls for. Um, I know that there are calls for Chief Justice to for Chief Justice Roberts to initiate an investigation. I do not think that uh, this court any longer has the legitimacy, especially after the Supreme Court leak last year, which never came to a conclusion because the investigation itself that Chief Just Justice Roberts uh, started back then, I believe, is is very discredited by naming a position uh, that has an inherent conflict of interest because it is employed by those justices to pursue that investigation. I believe that, the, and it is the House's responsibility to well, pursue that investigation in the form of impeachment. Well, let me Impeachment? Your argument is Clarence Thomas was the leak? That's a, that's a radical argument. Although we all would like to know who the leaker was in the Supreme Court, that matters greatly. But my gosh, you're going to... You're going to say that the entire court doesn't have legitimacy because you don't like how one judge in Texas ruled regarding abortion. What kind of fetishist are you? Exactly how weak are your morals? How low are your standards that you decide when I don't like something, it has to go away? If you really didn't like the court, what you would do as a member of Congress is move to get rid of the court. Which is, of course, well within your rights to do. The only court that exists in the Constitution is the Supreme Court. All the other courts can be created. All the other courts can be done away with. Ain't no rules about them. Ain't no rules about them at all. Those courts can go. We can get rid of them right now. And I have argued numerous times that we should get rid of many of those courts. That's a different conversation than whether or not we listen to those courts.
We have three co-equal branches of government, although admittedly, and I even admit this, the judiciary was never supposed to be this, Madison v. Marbury. I mean, that's a, that's a, a conversation maybe we need to go back to. But the idea that something in the Constitution does not have the ability to adjudicate cases involving an agency that doesn't exist in the Constitution at all is madness. That's nuts. And that's what you get from somebody who believes in the rule of law and not the rule of, uh, believes in the rule of man and not the rule of law. That's what you get from somebody who believes that they know better, that they are the value, that they are the important person, that they are the good person, that they are the decent person. They know best. You don't know best. They know best. And when you, as a member of the court, don't listen to them who know best, you have to go. You're the enemy. You're not trustworthy. You need to be impeached. What the? What is it? What does Clarence Thomas have to do with any of this? Oh, by the way, we get why you hate Clarence Thomas. He's a black conservative. What? What? Am I not not allowed to say that? Am I not allowed to notice that they hate Clarence Thomas because he's a black conservative? Am I not, not allowed to notice that they hate Clarence Thomas going back to how Joe Biden treated him at his confirmation hearing, which Clarence Thomas referred to as a high tech lynching? And you better believe he was right. Ginny Thomas isn't allowed to have a political uh, opinion? No? Not allowed. Good Lord. You hate him because he's a black conservative. You hate that. Admit who you are, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. That's all I'm asking. I I have grown used to, uh, even uh, if I find it despicable, your, your childlike policy positions. Green New Deal is a childlike policy position. This, this is a childlike policy position. I didn't get what I wanted, so you have to go away. Dear Lord, you didn't do what I say, so I don't have to listen to you. That's it. That's your position, and that is the position of a child. But you don't like Clarence Thomas because you believe that if you are black, you have to believe something. And he believes something different, sees the world differently. And therefore, well, not acceptable. And as many people on the left would state, not really black. There you have in, in Nashville, you, you, um, you, you have these two guys who are expelled. And by the way, the woman should have been expelled as well. And I don't know why that didn't happen. And I think that's pretty ugly. You expel these two members for leading this, this riot. On, uh, on, on, on the Capitol there in Tennessee. One of the guys who got expelled said to a Republican member, this Democrat who got expelled said to a Republican member who happens to be Indian, you are putting a brown face on white supremacy. You see, he couldn't just see the world differently because of the color of his skin. He had to fall in line. And when he didn't fall in line, then, of course, it's okay to say he's in brown face. And he's a brown face for white supremacy. And he's a little bit confused. My God, the bigotry that comes from the political left is overwhelming. And for Representative Ocasio-Cortez, I mean, it's, it's beyond a conversation of bigotry. It is, I didn't get what I want. Stamp your feet, pound your fists, hold your breath, and say, do what I want or else. And to do that, 
you throw uh, the conversation of illegitimate court out there. You believe we shouldn't listen to the Supreme Court or any court. You believe the Supreme Court doesn't have any ability to make rulings regarding FDA decisions. You're willing to throw away the entirety of the system, the entirety of the nation, the entirety of the rule of law because you didn't get what you want. That's what a child thinks. The problem is you're a member of Congress. So we uh, don't get to just dismiss you as a child. We have to treat you like the problem that you are. And that's going to mean not only winning the House for the future, it's going to mean winning the Senate. And it's going to mean some people in Congress who constantly push back against this child engaged in these childlike policies because there are only so many childlike policies you can engage in before it's like, okay, you're the child. And people got to say it just like it is because it is just like I said. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Could you whisper in my ear the things you want to feel? I'll give you anything to feel it coming. Do you wake up on your own? So Joe Biden kind of said he was going to run, kind of said that he's, he's planning on it. He was having a conversation there at the Easter egg roll with uh, Al Roker. So you know it was serious and Joe Biden was right by his side. At least three or four more Easter egg rolls. At least three or four more. Maybe, maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> maybe, maybe six. So what the hell? Are you, are you saying that, uh, that you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either be rolling an egg or you know, being the, 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 you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. Help a, bro- help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No, no, well, no. I, I plan on running now, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. All right. Well, well my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. You plan on running, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. What is the what what is the preparation needed? One should take from that that he's running, and I will say I am incredibly impressed, incredibly impressed that he was able to keep himself under control there. Really. That he was able to rein that in enough? That Joe Biden didn't have to jump in and say, oh, no, no, Al, no, you don't. You know, one of those. I got to admit, it is uh, impressive. So, he's going to run. Why? Because the Democratic Party has absolutely no one else. No, no, No one else. They have no one else who can even come close. There is no depth to the party. There is no uh, bench that they have. There's no appetite for Kamala Harris. There's no appetite for Pete Buttigieg. There's no appetite for Elizabeth Warren, who can't jump, uh, leapfrog either one of those people. It's Biden or bust. Just saying what is. So yeah, he's he's running. This 
is Tony Katz today. So news is still coming out about this shooting in Louisville. In some places, it's being report, reported that four were killed and others reported that five were killed, which is why we take our time and get the information. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Uh, this was Old National Bank in Louisville, Kentucky. A shooting taking place, possibility that the shooter had a connection to the bank location, although whether or not that's true, what what the connection may have been, unknown at, at this time. Started about 8.30 in the morning, police responding within minutes, encountering the suspect almost immediately, who they claim was a lone uh, shooter. Two officers were hit during the shootout. One of them, I believe, is undergoing surgery or has undergone surgery. The other... Another person in critical uh, condition, according to the local Metro Police, Louisville Metro Police Deputy Chief Paul Humphrey, there is no active threat going on, which is, which is good. Except why in the world did this happen is the question. But as I stated earlier on cue... You can't stop fools from being fools. And can, uh, not to be too graphic, but if it does turn out to be that kind of weapon, the damage to your bodily organs, uh, as we've seen with with children, uh, with people unidentifiable, um, it's meant for war. It's not meant for hunting, and it's not meant for, you know, I mean, not that anything is for this kind of violence, but the damage is just horrific. That's Andrea Mitchell being a damn fool. MSNBC has to be embarrassed already. They have to stop. This is pathetic. She is the kind of fool who believes that AR stands for assault rifle. She doesn't even know what kind of weapon was used. She doesn't have any information. She's making an assumption. She said it. I'm going to assume that this was used, and if this saw the damage done, damage isn't done by a 9mm handgun? Damage is done by a 38. Damage is done by people who get stabbed to death. We have not talked about the founder of Cash App, Bob Lee, who was stabbed to death in the streets of San Francisco. Stabbed, died. 40, he he built out Cash App. Successful dude. But San Francisco is such a hellscape, such a violent place that he got stabbed and he bled out. Police arrived six minutes after the phone call came to find him from suffering from two stab wounds to the chest. San Francisco General Hospital is where they sent him to, but he died soon thereafter. They don't yet have a suspect in this case. No, no gun. He was stabbed. No wonder the press isn't talking about it. 
No wonder the press isn't talking about violent San Francisco. No wonder. Doesn't fit narrative, now does it? It only matters if there's a lot of lives, not one life. It doesn't matter if you get stabbed because we don't pay attention to knife violence, feel the air quotes. We only pay attention to gun violence. My God. Don't you know you're disgusting people? Don't you know Andrea Mitchell is a fool? At what moment do you grow up and take this woman off TV? Retire her. Just like Diane Feinstein. Retire her. It's just become a laughing stock already. Go back to the beginning. And can, uh, not to be too graphic, but if it does turn out to be that kind of weapon, the damage to your bodily organs, uh, as we've seen with, with children, uh, with people un- unidentifiable. She's saying if so she can tell her horror story and she doesn't even know how to say it. That's why I started the, the day, the conversation with, of course, this is going to get to guns. And of course, I'm going to side with the Second Amendment. I'm going to side with the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Because that's the side. You think I'm going to side with the ignorance of Andrea Mitchell? The pathetic nature of Andrea Mitchell? A woman who deserves our disdain and our disrespect? No one talks about Bob Lee. Stabbed to death in a dangerous town filled with dangerous people where they have made no moves to make things better. No one is going to cry for all the people shot in Chicago day in and day out, week in, week in and week out. No one. No one is going to note that they elected a mayor after dealing with four years of the ignorant Lori Lightfoot, who is going to be more progressive than Lori Lightfoot, worse than Lori Lightfoot when it comes to crime. Best of luck, Chicago. Best of luck, San Francisco. The problem we have on the national news side is that we have these radically ignorant people In positions to share radically ignorant thoughts, allow me to be a little more uh, clear here. If I engaged the conversation that Andrea Mitchell just did, if I engaged the conversation of assume this and then played a story out like, like she did, it's very possible I'd be fired. There is nobody here who would accept that standard. Nobody I work with, no producer I work with, no assistant I work with, no one who would accept that. And yet at MSNBC, it's the rule. By the way, this is the mayor-elect of Chicago, if, if you want to know what the plans are for the future. It taught me, though, was pushing like to eliminate sort of the standardization of our public schools. Um, My students sometimes would get frustrated. I didn't offer any test prep. Many of my other colleagues were doing it at the time. I was pushing our administration to move away from that. To be quite frank with you, I didn't issue a lot of homework for students. 
Um, that was my own way of sort of rebelling against the structure. Um, I, I don't think I ever gave a kid an F. I just, I, I, don't, I don't know how a student sits in front of you and fails. I know some professors may find that, you know, you know it's slightly troubling. Best of luck, Chicago. You don't know how a student sits in front of you and fails? Sometimes they fail. Sometimes they're just not good at understanding the information. Sometimes they're not good at recalling the information. Sometimes they didn't study. Sometimes they fail. And you have spared them from nothing. Nothing. Now you've taken this theory and you're going to put it into policies that affect every man, woman, and child in Chicago. Don't, don't come moving to Indianapolis, whatever you do. Whatever you do. Don't tell us, oh, the murder rate was so great we had to come to, to, to Indiana or we had to come to Little Rock or we had to come to Tulsa or we had to come. Uh, no, 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 no. You voted for this. You should have to live with this. You should have to live in Chicago until you vote him out. You shouldn't be allowed to move. I, what am I going to do, stop somebody from moving? You get my point. You shouldn't be allowed to move. And we can discuss the murders, can't we? Can't we discuss the murders going on in Chicago day in and day out? We're just going to discuss Louisville? How about we discuss all the murders that take place uh, in my beloved Indianapolis or in Chicago? You know, one at a time. That don't get the news coverage. They get some mention on the evening news locally and then everyone moves on. But no, we're going to focus very hard on what took place in Louisville. And what took place in Louisville is awful and we want to get more information. I'm just waiting for the information before I, I share it. I'm not going to invent it. My name's not Andrea Mitchell. You know what the worst part is? She makes more money than I do. She lies and makes more money than I do. I patiently wait for information and then break that down. And, and for that, I'm financially penalized. That's, that's my fault. I'm doing it wrong. That's all. I'm just doing it wrong. That's all there is to it. Uh, now, uh, the, I, I have a, a series of things I want to get to, including the Nashville thing and the Riley Gaines thing. I think I'm going to get to Riley Gaines and how Nike is just, I mean, they really are fine with putting a thumb in your eye. Really and truly fine with it. I will explain coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Well, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So, Well, I don't think you ever say, as somebody who's the vice president of marketing for Bud Light, this brand was in decline. I, I, I just don't think you would use those words, but agreed. If you want more people to drink the beer, you got to let them know there's a reason to drink the beer. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, uh, that does not mean you take Dylan Mulvaney's face, this man who plays the part of a woman, to get lots of corporate sponsorships, and, and, and you put him on a, on a can. By the way, you understand you're being played by Dylan Mulvaney, right? He knows that this is a gag. Now, 
I don't know that he knows that. But I'm going to go with a theory <laughs> that, of course, he knows. Anybody who thinks Dylan Mulvaney is a woman is just stupid. Now, I have a policy of not using the words dumb or stupid on air. It's, um, it, it ends conversation. And I, I, I don't want to be the guy who does that. However, there comes a moment where you're like, this is clearly a gag. Dylan Mulvaney has figured out how to pretend to be a woman, lie about it, get other people to believe, buy in, and give him hundreds of thousands of dollars for doing it, for marginalizing women, for insulting women, for doing a horrific caricature of women. It's remarkable. It is remarkable that this happens. Really is. Something else. Something else. It's amazing. The voice you heard is that of Elisa uh, Heinrichscheid. Heinrichscheid? Heinerscheid? H-E-I-N-E-R-S-C-H-E-I-D. She's Bud Light's VP of Marketing. And explaining her approach in trying to get more Bud Light drinkers. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we mm-hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in okay, what does what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. My God, I did not realize that I didn't need any special training to be the vice president of marketing for Bud Light. I'm ready. Because I know that that's garbage. You looked at this and you said evolve was, hmm, what is everybody else doing? Don't ask questions, just go along with it so I'll be loved. That's your argument? That's out of the box thinking? Holy cow! This argument is, is, is pathetic. The, you know what? Maybe it's the argument that's stupid. I don't know. Maybe some people believe that Dylan Mulvaney is actually a woman. But I don't know how you could believe it. I do not know how you could think it. By the way, Bud Light has not posted on social media for the last week. Not a word. Meanwhile, Nike is using this guy, Dylan Mulvaney, to sell sports bras. I said, I said they're using a man who claims to be a woman to sell sports bras. Don't you? Don't you get that it's a put-on? And people are like, what's wrong with you, Nike? And Nike's response is, you're not being nice enough. 
You're an essential component to the success of your community. We welcome comments that contribute to a positive and constructive discussion. Be kind, be inclusive, encourage each other. Hate speech, bullying, or other behaviors that are not in the spirit of a diverse and inclusive community will be deleted. So so I'm not allowed to notice that men are not women and women are not men, and this is a man, and you just hired a man to sell sports bras, but he doesn't have the things that go in the sports bras? Exactly, because I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure if the people who do marketing at Nike understand what what a what, what a sports bra does. I don't know what we're yelling about. I, I I just I don't think I don't think they understand what goes in the sports bra. All right, all right, all right. And and uh, and uh, that um that that Dylan doesn't. That Dylan doesn't, he doesn't have, he doesn't have those things. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. All of this, of course, pales to the story of Riley Gaines, the swimmer who had to compete against Leah Thomas, who is a man who has stated very clearly she shouldn't have to change with men in the locker room, went to speak at San Francisco State University, got attacked. And the university says nothing. The university says the protests were peaceful. The university is proud of their students. And as she says, as Riley Gaines, the swimmer, explains it, well, let's go the other way. I had to spend three hours locked in a room while they were screaming at me after they had already physically attacked me. Picture I'm transgender. What would you have done then? Just a reminder that Bud Light, Nike, San Francisco State University... Marginalizing women is kind of their thing. I I don't know why they choose it. Maybe people will stop choosing Nike, Bud Light, and San Francisco State. I'm Tony Katz.